Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your hosts for Raising Your Spirits, Suzanne Shields and Tony Ginnis. Thank you, Carl, for that wonderful introduction. Today, what we want to talk about is what is it like to be spiritual? What does it mean? We want to discuss certain aspects of being spiritual for you. So, Suzanne, where do you think we should start? There's this feeling by many people that they feel spirit involving in spirituality or involving us with a feng shui or involving us in some sort of spiritual act will mean that that means that their whole life from that moment forward will be harmonious. It'll just be peace. Like, when do I have peace? When do I, and, and so there's this feeling that that utopia that everyone longs for is what they mean that they've achieved. Well, peace does not mean that you don't have trials and turbulations in life. What it means, peace means, is that you handle it with a spiritual accent and a spiritual perspective that enables you to make strong decisions to weather the storm. Being spiritual doesn't avoid you from being in a storm. It teaches you how to weather it and how to come out with it from the perspective of the least amount of harm to others and to yourself. This is what life is. Life is about interactions, challenges, obstacles, and it's about how do we navigate through them. Up till now, we may have taken the perspective of just being human and dealing with it of anger or denial or the lack of willingness to acknowledge someone else's feelings. When you're spiritual, you come at that problem with a compassion, with an understanding that everyone wants the best in the situation. And it enables you to look at things more clearly as opposed from a position of just benefiting yourself. The rule in thumb is really when you become spiritual, you want to do no harm. It doesn't mean that us spiritual people are can be pushed around or that we don't engage in obstacles or that we don't have tough times or that there's money just flows through the door and there's never times where we have to think twice about what we're spending. That's not what spirituality is. It's about, yes, manifesting understanding, being able to seek out source. And, and spirituality is almost like that it's got that cushion around you, that there's a safe space that you know that you're always guided to be in the right perspective. But it also talks about that you do no harm. You don't bite someone because they've come at you with a, with a disagreement or that it's you take resentment at a person or you want to be able to get back at them. There's none of that. I've often said to you, Tony, that when I was in my younger years and if I would leave church on a Sunday, what I would find is that everyone in church was praying together and that they were jovial and et cetera. And then the minute you got out into the parking lot and you put them behind a wheel, that the, that person became like machine and they were like driving their car and cutting people off. And I always wondered, were those the same people that were in church as the ones that are cutting you off in the parking lot? Because... It's one thing to be spiritual in your house of worship, wherever that is, and not pushing a religion. But there's another one when you take it out and that level of compassion is woven into everything that you do. That is so true, Suzanne. I remember a speaker many years ago when I was in my high school years and college, a professor by the name of Leo Biscaglia. 
Many of you might know him as the professor of love. He did several speaking engagements talking about love and the way that we live our lives to be human and how love comes into our life. And just as you said, the example, they would show how cordial they are and how spiritual they would be. And the moment they are out of the limelight, in a sense, the moment they are in that private time where nobody sees them, like you said, they would cut people off in the parking lot. But in one case, Leo followed a couple to a restaurant. And within a very short time, saw this man and heard this man, I thought I told you I wanted over easy eggs. And so he said, boy, they sure forget quickly. When people just are spiritual for the benefit of others, that they could show that they are in that spiritual zone, only to be showing their true light when it counts, is that what spirituality is all about? It's just when people are watching? Or is it more about what you feel inside, and it doesn't matter whether you're alone or in a group of people, that you are in this beautiful sense of being, and you are cordial, and you're respectful, and you're always looking out for others. Maybe they've had a bad day. Maybe other people are going through things that we are not aware of. And so just being kind is more than just that self-control. It's just being respectful for another person. Well, let's build on that, Tony. Let's talk about that. That if if one person is spiritual, do they do it for themselves or do they do that for the recognition and the reward? So let me give you an example. If one is spiritual, and they're only spiritual in certain settings, like you had just said, in a restaurant, but then when they're in an environment where other people are showing respect Do they only conform to what's their surrounding? Are they respectful in certain situations? And I guess that brings it down to that if I, people ask me, oh, Suzanne, if you are to define what drove you to to want to choose to either speak about spirituality or encourage individuals to engage in spirituality, I always said, I always tell them the same thing because I truly believe it. I live this life so that I don't have to do any corrections in my next life or pay for karma for things I did to people in this life. doesn't mean that I have to be perfect. It means that I make conscious choices to always treat all the interactions spiritual. Now, do I have bad moments? Do I have bad days? Yes, but I own them and I apologize for them because my philosophy is do no harm and ultimately don't do any harm to myself in my next life. And if I do that, and if I perceive myself to always be looking to be able to look on my eye for the next life, then that may say that if I don't achieve something that I wish to, I didn't perfect the way that I was able to communicate with my partner. Maybe I could have handled a work situation differently, or maybe I could have spoken to my children in a, in a more meaningful way. I don't bring guilt to it. I apologize to the situation because I don't want in my next life to have to deal with the repercussions of that. Own it. And my philosophy is, do no harm. Yes, I know that's the motto of physicians right now, and I'm not trying to complain, to to compare that I'm like a physician. But those words are so powerful, because we don't often think about what is our implications if we do X, Y, and Z. Are we only thinking of ourselves? On the flip side, I don't want anyone taking advantage of me, and I do have sharp teeth that I can say, hey, don't do that. Don't speak to my child that way. Don't speak to my partner that way. Or I don't like the way that you're using that tone with me. That's not abandoning my philosophies of being spiritual. It really enforces them. 
There are many cultures that, that don't believe in past lives. They believe that whatever life that they are living right now, when this life ends, then everything ends, and they are accountable for that. So to be spiritual, is it better to know that whatever you do in this life, you'll be reaping the benefits or paying the price in the next life? So being a good soulful person in this life will benefit you in the next. Uh, how does that come into play, Suzanne? And I guess building off of that, you're right, Tony, like different, different cultures and different experiences. Some people believe there's an afterlife and some don't. But choose whatever that is for you so that you could be the best you can right now. Right. If you truly believe that there isn't another life and that there isn't a soul that can carry forward, I'm not here to try to convince you it's not. That's not the point of the podcast. Mm. My motivation for you and for everyone listening is, did you present the best you today in every circumstance? And my work is to try to help you bring that best part of you out in every circumstance. Because the mind, the body will always take the easy out for, in every situation. I learned that through the yoga that I do. That when you do a pose, you have to consciously think about that pose because your body will naturally slouch or maybe let one muscle go. You have to consciously keep that pose and you have to consciously try to hold it because your body will always take the easiest way out. Oh, if I lean a little bit more to the right, it's less pressure. Let's do that. But it's my mind and my soul that have to drive it back so that I'm taking it. And I take that same philosophy of that practice in all that I do. Did I present myself? And if I didn't, I don't want to go down the path of guilt or judgment. I apologize for it. I try to make it better. And I ask myself, why did I go in that direction versus that of peace and love? I think that's what it really comes down to. It isn't about lives or anything. It's just be the best person you can be right now. And don't use lives or whether it exists or not as an excuse for who you're going to be today. Just be the best person you could be, period. Because all we have is today. All we can do is bring the best soulful presence in every situation. Suzanne, that's a great point. But what about hardship? When you're being a spiritual person, you're trying to be the best that you can be, there's a thought out there that our lives would be so much more peaceful, but things are hard. And why is it that things become so difficult and overwhelming for some people in life to be spiritual and others seem to, to slide over it and they seem to handle it so much better than others? Life is hard. Life is about loss. We experience loss of loved ones close to us, whether that's pets and family, etc. There's arguments, there's strife, there's financial issues. There are many ones that we could list, and the list could be extremely long. But when we bring spirituality to it, it doesn't mean that we become weaker. It means become wiser. It means that we can navigate the waters to understand what the golden opportunities are in all of those strifes. And when we can see that, we ride the waves of challenges easier. One of the things that I was always fascinated by as a kid was individuals who would surfboard. And I would watch these people in Hawaii when I'd see them on television as a child, and they'd 
battled themselves out on this small, thin board, and they'd paddle with their arms out in the front, and the waters would become extremely violent, and they would be coming, crescenting over, and this person on this little board had this amazing ability to jump up on the board, right up on top of the wave, and then bring themselves into shore. And I thought, this is the most amazing thing. What would happen to me if I was doing that? I would probably, without my board, get out there, get swallowed by the way, chewed out and spit out and be sent out into sea. I tell you that because that's how I view spirituality. You can go out with the board. The board's the spirituality and you can paddle your way and you've got the security of knowing that you can always grace yourself on top of any obstacle to crescent yourself on top of the wave and then ride it out and choose the most spectacular view of any situation because you view it from a spiritual perspective. It doesn't mean you don't have hardships. It doesn't mean that sometimes you don't fall off the surfboard. But what it means is that you're always willing to go back out because you have the security to know that you have something to lean on. And that's the benefit of being spiritual in this day and age. Thank you for listening to the Raising Your Spirits podcast. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future episode or would like to book a session with Suzanne or Tony, reach out to their Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or join Tony with his weekly tuning class on Zoom. Their YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, the number 17, all one word. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste. Thank you.